More than 20% of people in faith communities are survivors of childhood sexual abuse. But sadly, churches are often the last place a victim of abuse can find help and healing. I'm Kelly Downing, and my dream is a church where survivors like me and so many others can feel safe, be heard, and find healing. Until that happens, this is Survivor Sanctuary, a podcast for survivors of sexual abuse who are navigating the road to healing and for anyone who wants to be a part of the major heart renovation the church needs so that our faith communities can truly become sanctuaries for survivors. So before I jump in, I want to just interject a kind of condensed little TLDL version of this podcast. I'm actually recording this after I recorded the initial podcast that you're about to hear. And it's because the more that I've kind of sat and thought about it, the stronger my opinion on this gets. So you are going to hear me talk about the movie Sound of Freedom and openly share like even personal criticism of it. I'm not here to be biased, but the more I thought about this today, the more irritated I got with these superior thinkers of the world who have all just decided that this movie is a piece of garbage that feeds QAnon, even though the movie itself has literally nothing in the entire universe to do with QAnon. And regardless of the fact that I get super irritated by conspiracy theories, and regardless of the fact that I'm one of the biggest critics of faith-based films, I wouldn't necessarily call Sound of Freedom a faith-based film. I don't view it that way. However, with the production and the production company, et cetera, et cetera, an argument could be made. So I criticize the heck out of them. Like I used to make people at the Christian radio station I worked for really sad when I'd be like, this movie sucks, yo. Like it's the worst thing I've ever seen. And I wanted to die just having to sit through it. I'm not here to wax poetic about Sound of Freedom and say it is the greatest cinematic masterpiece of our time. But here's what I am going to say. If somebody who believes in some weird conspiracy theories wants to make a movie that brings attention to the fact that children all over the world are being sold into sex slavery so that they can literally be sold and raped multiple times a day, then shut up and let them do it. That's just the opinion. Yesterday, and you'll hear in the episode that's about to start for real, you're going to hear my tone be a little bit different. While I still do criticize the people who are criticizing the film, I can't get away from this thought. While you're complaining that the movie is mid, and while you're complaining that the organization that Tim Ballard works for or did work for and the nonprofit he was a part of that rescued children, their methods may be problematic, I want to ask what superior methods that you all have been using to attempt to rescue kids from sex trafficking? Because I don't care how problematic somebody's methods are, I really don't. If it results in me not being kidnapped and raped anymore or being rescued from a situation where I'm a child being sexually assaulted by disgusting people, the scum of the universe, I don't care what kind of problematic methods that they're using. Again, not to say there shouldn't be a conversation if something is really bad, but I find it interesting that just because people disagree with the political views, the religious views, the QAnon theories of Jim Caviezel and Tim Ballard. And let's just be real. The bottom line is they don't like the fact that people involved in the making of this film support Donald Trump, which 
I openly say all the time that I have not and do not. But I also don't think that just because somebody would cast a vote for the only Republican candidate available, that means that you should disregard every single thing that they do. So I'm going to get into breaking this down and the nuances of everything that's being discussed. But I wanted to add this because I've been stewing on it all day long after actually making this podcast yesterday and recording it. And I just got more and more and more mad. You know what? Jim Caviezel has not been accused of sexually assaulting children. He's not been accused of molesting anyone. He's not been accused of being inappropriate with women. He believes in conspiracy theories that a lot of people don't believe in. And you can disagree all day long about some of the beliefs that he has. You can be annoyed that he went on Steve Bannon's podcast, but to chalk this true story up to just being some gasoline to the fire that is QAnon is completely ridiculous. And what it actually is, is just an intolerance for people who don't share the same beliefs as you. I am not talking about the kind of beliefs that should put people behind bars, but it's this black and white thinking that If you believe anything over here that makes you a bad human being and you're irredeemable and therefore everything that your hand touches is sus. And both sides of the aisle do this incessantly and it drives me nuts incessantly because that's not how humanity works. Somebody can believe something that you think is dumb and simultaneously have some very, very redeeming qualities. And I think that rescuing children from being raped, super superior quality. How dare you, Jim Caviezel and Tim Ballard and Angel Studios and everyone else, how dare you bring a group of people together to care about the sex trafficking of children? How dare you? Yeah, I'm just, I'm annoyed by that. So I wanted to add that in before I start in with the rest of this and just say, you know what? You don't agree with Tim Ballard's politics. You don't agree that some people on the far right or the alt-right enjoy this movie. And I would say to that, I don't care because these people are raising awareness for a very real problem that exists in the world. And tell the 200 plus children that Tim Ballard's organization rescued from child sex trafficking, tell them that his methods are maybe subpar and some people disagree with them. And therefore that negates all the good he's doing. Because unless you specifically have been out there using superior methods to rescue children from sex trafficking, I'm really not super interested in you criticizing what somebody else is actually doing to make a difference. So that's just something I wanted to add because I'm a little nicer in the actual episode that's kicking off right now. More than 20% of people in faith communities are survivors of childhood sexual abuse. But sadly, churches are often the last place a victim of abuse can find help and healing. I'm Kelly Downing, and my dream is a church where survivors like me and so many others can feel safe, be heard, and find healing. Until that happens, this is Survivor Sanctuary, a podcast for survivors of sexual abuse who are navigating the road to healing and for anyone who wants to be a part of the major heart renovation the church needs so that our faith communities can truly become sanctuaries for survivors. So before I jump in, I want to just interject a kind of condensed little TLDL version of this podcast. I'm actually recording this after 
I recorded the initial podcast that you're about to hear. And it's because the more that I've kind of sat and thought about it, the stronger my opinion on this gets. So you are going to hear me talk about the movie Sound of Freedom and openly share like even personal criticism of it. I'm not here to be biased, but the more I thought about this today, the more irritated I got with these superior thinkers of the world who have all just decided that this movie is a piece of garbage that feeds QAnon, even though the movie itself has literally nothing in the entire universe to do with QAnon. And regardless of the fact that I get super irritated by conspiracy theories, and regardless of the fact that I'm one of the biggest critics of faith-based films, I wouldn't necessarily call Sound of Freedom a faith-based film. I don't view it that way. However, with the production and the production company, et cetera, et cetera, an argument could be made. So I criticize the heck out of them. Like I used to make people at the Christian radio station I worked for really sad when I'd be like, this movie sucks, yo. Like it's the worst thing I've ever seen. And I wanted to die just having to sit through it. I'm not here to wax poetic about Sound of Freedom and say it is the greatest cinematic masterpiece of our time. But here's what I am going to say. If somebody who believes in some weird conspiracy theories wants to make a movie that brings attention to the fact that children all over the world are being sold into sex slavery so that they can literally be sold and raped multiple times a day, then shut up and let them do it. That's just the opinion. Yesterday, and you'll hear in the episode that's about to start for real, you're going to hear my tone be a little bit different. While I still do criticize the people who are criticizing the film, I can't get away from this thought. While you're complaining that the movie is mid, and while you're complaining that the organization that Tim Ballard works for or did work for, and the nonprofit he was a part of that rescued children, their methods may be problematic, I want to ask what superior methods that you all have been using to attempt to rescue kids from sex trafficking? Because I don't care how problematic somebody's methods are, I really don't. If it results in me not being kidnapped and raped anymore or being rescued from a situation where I'm a child being sexually assaulted by disgusting people, the scum of the universe, I don't care what kind of problematic methods that they're using. Again, not to say there shouldn't be a conversation if something is really bad, but I find it interesting that just because people disagree with the political views, the religious views, the QAnon theories of Jim Caviezel and Tim Ballard and Let's just be real. The bottom line is they don't like the fact that people involved in the making of this film support Donald Trump, which I openly say all the time that I have not and do not. But I also don't think that just because somebody would cast a vote for the only Republican candidate available... That means that you should disregard every single thing that they do. So I'm going to get into breaking this down and the nuances of everything that's being discussed. But I wanted to add this because I've been stewing on it all day long after actually making this podcast yesterday and recording it. And I just got more and more and more mad. You know what? Jim Caviezel has not been accused of sexually assaulting children. He's not been accused of molesting anyone. He's not been accused of being inappropriate with women. He believes in conspiracy theories that a lot of people don't believe in. And you can disagree all day long about some of the beliefs that he has. 
You can be annoyed that he went on Steve Bannon's podcast, but to chalk this true story up to just being some gasoline to the fire that is QAnon is completely ridiculous. And what it actually is, is just an intolerance for people who don't share the same beliefs as you. I am not talking about the kind of beliefs that should put people behind bars, but it's this black and white thinking that if you believe anything over here that makes you a bad human being and you're irredeemable and therefore everything that your hand touches is sus. And both sides of the aisle do this incessantly and it drives me nuts incessantly because that's not how humanity works. Somebody can believe something that you think is dumb and simultaneously have some very, very redeeming qualities. And I think that rescuing children from being raped, super superior quality. How dare you, Jim Caviezel and Tim Ballard and Angel Studios and everyone else? How dare you bring a group of people together to care about the sex trafficking of children? How dare you? Yeah, I'm just, I'm annoyed by that. So I wanted to add that in before I start in with the rest of this and just say, you know what? You don't agree with Tim Ballard's politics. You don't agree that some people on the far right or the alt-right enjoy this movie. And I would say to that, I don't care because these people are raising awareness for a very real problem that exists in the world. And tell the 200 plus children that Tim Ballard's organization rescued from child sex trafficking, tell them that his methods are maybe subpar and some people disagree with them and therefore that negates all the good he's doing. Because unless you specifically have been out there using superior methods to rescue children from sex trafficking, I'm really not super interested in you criticizing what somebody else is actually doing to make a difference. So that's just something I wanted to add because I'm a little nicer in the actual episode that's kicking off right now. Welcome to Survivor Sanctuary. It's episode 113, and I'm Kelly joining you on the podcast. Hey, you can become a patron of Survivor Sanctuary and support the show, plus get some pretty great extras and freebies when you become a patron. Visit patreon.com forward slash Survivor Sanctuary, and you can choose whether to donate $5 a month, 10, 15, 25, it's all up to you and you get different goodies based on the level of support that you choose. And you know what? If you're not in a place where you can financially support Survivor Sanctuary, a great way that you can help support the podcast for free is to leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. When you write your thoughts about the show, you help give other people the opportunity to see the show and have it come up in their feeds, have it come up in their searches, and you'll give other people the opportunity to be able to hear the show. And giving it a great rating is always just a really good way to support the work we do here at Survivor Sanctuary. Well, fun times. Today's episode is kind of taken from current events slash pop culture. There is a movie out right now called The Sound of Freedom, and it stars Jim Caviezel, and it is based on the true story, which I actually had no idea going into the movie that this was based on a true story. So apparently I've been living under a rock. I really didn't read much about this movie or even really I think maybe I saw a trailer like months ago. I'm not positive. I just know I didn't know very much about this movie at all, except that I thought it was about sex trafficking. So 
I found out while watching the movie that it's actually based on a former Homeland Security agent, Tim Ballard, and the work that he did to rescue kids in South America from human trafficking being sold into sex slavery. And a friend of mine said that she wanted to see this movie. And I was like, you know what? I'm an advocate for survivors of sexual abuse. And this is one of the things that I speak about the most in my entire life. One of the things that I think is the most important is speaking out about the harm that comes to children when they are sexually abused and what that kind of does to a child's body, to their minds, to the rest of their lives. So obviously, I was going to be interested in this movie, The Sound of Freedom. Now, I did have some reservations before I saw the movie. And I think, okay, there's a couple of reasons that I had reservations. And one was because I'd heard just kind of, you know, it's like buzzing around in my ear. I never really got into it. I don't have time. I I work a lot and I podcast and I I take care of a sick parent and I take care of two dogs. You know, I don't have a lot of free time. So I wasn't clicking on all the articles that are like the movie Hollywood doesn't want you to see. I heard things like that, but I didn't actually know what the controversy was about. So I guess I started assuming that this movie was going to be about children who are trafficked to like famous celebrities. Like that was kind of the idea in my head. And that idea in my head was further solidified when I went to work and one of the guys that I work with who is extremely liberal for a variety of reasons and very vocal about it, um, he heard someone tell me, that I should go and see Sound of Freedom. Now, she was a person who used to sit by me in the office and she knew that I had a podcast about child sexual abuse and she knew that I was very vocal, outspoken about that. And so she thought that I would really like it. And she just said, oh, Kelly, it's just so good. You know, you really need to go see it. Apparently, this guy in the office heard her say that to me because he's always listening, always, always, and always up for some good gossip. So he comes over right after and he's like, yeah, sound of freedom. He's like, eh, I don't know. And didn't really offer a reason why it wouldn't be good to go see it. But he just kept saying, you know, it's not just Hollywood. Look, and he starts bringing up all these statistics where, look, I mean, drag queens hardly ever abuse children. And if you look at this chart, the majority of children are abused by religious institutions. And then drag queens like never abuse them or hardly ever. And I'm like, okay, so I'm listening to him. And I'm thinking, I don't disagree with him. Honestly, that's something I want to be clear about here. I understand the issue in religious institutions with sexual abuse. Not disagreeing with him there. I just thought it was very interesting that he immediately almost became like triggered that this was happening. Now, on the off chance that he should ever listen to this podcast, which I'm sure he doesn't, I almost feel like I shouldn't say this, but I'll say this about this guy. He's often not very well informed and believes things that are half-truths or quarter-truths. And I say that just to say that I have friends who are conservatives, who believe conspiracy theories sometimes. Don't have a lot of friends like that, but I do know people who are like that. And they'll have like a snippet of information and try to explain why it's the truth and nothing makes sense and nothing's coming together. And then I'm thinking you were probably listening to a far right podcast on YouTube or something and you heard this information, you know? So I take everything with a grain of salt. But at the same time, 
On the flip side, I will say this guy who is super liberal does the exact same thing. He'll see a headline and then start talking about it. And the things that he's saying are not accurate at all. So I usually will just nod my head and be like, okay, okay. You know, that's, you know, I just listen and let him talk and it's fine. You know, he's harmless. However, I thought it was interesting that he just kept saying, it's not just Hollywood. It's not just Hollywood. And so before I go to see this movie, I'm honestly thinking, oh my gosh, this must be like some expose into how the Hollywood elites are like abusing children and shipping them in from other countries to do horrible things to them. Because of all the headlines I kept seeing and hearing about this buzz that like Hollywood doesn't want you to see it. And then these liberals calling the movie problematic. And I I didn't have time to look into why it might be problematic. I wanted to see the movie and figure it out for myself. I had a friend who wanted to see the movie. So I'm like, whatever, we'll see this movie. So on Saturday night, I go to see Sound of Freedom get a nice large popcorn because I hadn't had movie theater popcorn in a long time, a giant Mr. Pibb. And I regretted that decision afterwards because, oh my goodness, the caffeine and sugar running through my system. I could hardly sleep that night because of all the caffeine I ingested, but it was delicious and I enjoyed it. And I actually, I was entertained by the movie. I, I will say this. I listened to a podcast earlier today because I've been trying since watching the movie to figure out why everybody is so like up in arms about this film. I I wanted to understand. So I started listening to some podcasts and reading some different things online about like what it is that people have against this movie. Because honestly, after I watched the movie, I had trouble getting it. I just I didn't get it. I watched the film. It's about Tim Ballard, a true story, which I found out during the movie. And I felt pretty silly like that. I had no idea that that was a thing. He was a Homeland Security agent. He went to South America to rescue children from sex trafficking. And in one of the podcasts I was listening to today, somebody asked the question, was this a good movie? To which the journalist responded, "Uh, no. (laughs) He said, as the kids say, it's mid. And I kind of understand what he means by mid. You can definitely tell that this wasn't a big Hollywood studio production. You can tell from a couple of different things, including the script, including some of the acting. But honestly, I feel like to call it just bad is probably not an accurate characterization of the movie. I enjoyed the movie. You know, I can get into a lot of things that are entertaining. But if something is really horrible, I will draw the line. I mean, I wouldn't call this movie mid necessarily. I mean, it's not God's Not Dead 23. Okay, if it were, I would have been like, oh, get me out of here and would have just eaten popcorn and played on my phone until it was done. But it actually did capture my interest. And then I find out at the end that it's based on a true story and that the Homeland Security agent was actually in the story. And then you see some of the footage of some of the raids that were happening to rescue children from sex trafficking that involved Tim Ballard. And I just left the movie super confused because I'm thinking, okay, this was literally only about sex trafficking. No Hollywood conspiracy theory was mentioned. The closest we got to a mention of Hollywood was one of the characters talking about how children are kidnapped, they're sold into sex slavery, and they end up all over the world, including places as far as L.A. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe somebody's thinking that that means this is all about a Hollywood conspiracy theory or 
QAnon, as we'll get into in a little bit. But honestly, it's the truth. I mean, it's true that kids are being trafficked and they're being sent to other countries. And probably L.A. is a place where a lot of people are living as victims of human trafficking. So listening to these podcasts and hearing these articles that were criticizing Sound of Freedom, I listened to the criticisms. I mean, I've told you already, it's not good. It's mid. Um, It was picked up by Angel Studios after Disney kind of shelved the project, and then it ended up being crowdfunded. And I guess where the criticism comes in is this has been called a QAnon-adjacent film. In one of the podcasts that I was listening to, and I'm going to link to it just so you can listen to it if you want and hear the criticism of this film, one of the journalists literally just says, I mean, there's nothing in the movie that overtly talks about QAnon. It's never mentioned, but the context is important. And he mentions things like, well, the idea of this rampant sex trafficking and how that's like energizing QAnon conspiracy theorists. And I'm not going to argue that I'm sure there are plenty of people who are into the QAnon conspiracy theory who enjoyed this movie. I mean, he mentioned Jim Caviezel is a well-known advocate uh, for QAnon conspiracy theories that he went on Steve Bannon's podcast and he's problematic and that makes the movie problematic. And because he's so passionate about these beliefs, it attaches people to him emotionally and it kind of comforts them and aids their craziness. I mean, that's really what I get from the criticism that like QAnon is on the rise and this movie is going to help it rise even further. Now, you guys know if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time at all, that I am so quick to criticize conservative Christians when it comes to their views on child sexual abuse. You know that I'm the first person in line, like go back a couple of episodes where I'm criticizing a pastor for speaking from the pulpit about drag queens trying to indoctrinate our children and speaking about how Target is grooming children. And all the while, this man has never once mentioned the grooming of children within the church and the sexual abuse of children within the church that's happening all the time. You know that I speak out about it. And I feel like because these subjects are so polarizing, like you're either for this movie or against this movie, you're either conservative or you're liberal, you're a a far right, like alt right believer, or you are so liberal that there's not a far enough left area for you to stand on. Like, I know that this is a polarizing topic, but you know, I'm going to criticize the church, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to criticize some other side for doing the exact same thing that I feel like a lot of people within the church do. And I mention it a lot on the podcast because I think it is such a huge problem. It is so prevalent when you're talking about child sexual abuse or if you're talking about child sex trafficking, if you're talking about anything practically, but definitely the kind of subject matter that we tackle on this podcast, it is so highly politicized that it becomes ridiculous that every single issue in the world has to be fit into a box of conservative or liberal, that it has to fit into a box of my political beliefs or the other side's political beliefs. And I have said it probably 10,000 times since I started podcasting, and I'm going to say it again right now. Sexual abuse is not a partisan issue. 
And an issue that I see in the church and that I speak out about constantly is the constant desire for Christians to make sexual abuse a partisan issue. We can blame it on the liberals and we can blame it on the groomers who are designing swimsuits for Target. And we can blame it on the drag queens who are reading stories to kids in the libraries. And it is a them issue. And we'll talk about sexual abuse as long as we can talk about it in the context of how it's all being perpetrated by liberals. And then when you bring up the fact to people in conservative Christianity that actually there is a huge problem of sexual abuse within the church. That kind of can get poo-pooed. It's not that people don't believe it at all, but they'll hear a story and be like, that's terrible, but most churches aren't like that, and yada, yada, yada. And then we have all this evidence that like, well, actually, it's a huge problem that's very prevalent in all denominations and in so many churches, large and small. And it just becomes this issue that people do not want to address unless they can blame it on someone else. And so I got a lot of those vibes, I'm not going to lie, reading the articles about Sound of Freedom written by organizations. I don't want to be like liberal media. I don't want to politicize it in that way or partisanize it in that way. But more liberal outlets are characterizing this movie as something that is QAnon adjacent and that it is invigorating the QAnon movement. And I understand that if Jim Caviezel, which I had never heard this before, so forgive me for not knowing everything that an actor in a movie (laughs) believes in the world, but I had no idea that Jim Caviezel is a well-known public advocate for QAnon conspiracies. I didn't know. Apparently, he believes that children's body parts are being sold on the black market and that other things are happening, and I didn't know. And honestly, if I had known, I probably wouldn't have cared because I, I don't really care that Jim Caviezel believes that children need to be protected from the Hollywood elite. It doesn't bother me. I mean, I am not a conspiracy theorist. I try to stay away from crazy conspiracies. I'm definitely not involved in QAnon, but I also don't believe that every single person who cares about human trafficking or every single person who thought that this was a good movie or was excited about it or was inspired or invigorated by it is a QAnon conspiracy theorist. And maybe you're thinking, well, nobody said that. But actually, that is what a lot of people are saying. In fact, this interview that I listened to said that this movie is going to invigorate the QAnon movement. Now, there is room, of course, to criticize something that's problematic about a film. There, There's always room for that. And, and I don't think that we should be upset with people when they do that. So, okay, Jim Caviezel might believe in some QAnon conspiracy theories. Okay, Tim Ballard's nonprofit organization that helps rescue kids from sex trafficking has been criticized for some of the methods that they use. They've been criticized for kind of these vigilante raids where, where they film things And I guess in this podcast, I don't know that the overall public is accusing Tim Ballard or his organization of this, but in this one podcast, they were saying it seemed staged, like some of these vigilante raids and everything is on like camera and they seem to care a lot about publicity, to which I would say when you're trying to raise attention for child sex trafficking and you're trying to get funding, I think that the absolute most important part of what you do outside of actually rescuing kids is making sure that people are giving to your organization so that you can continue to do it. Unfortunately, 
this isn't a free work. It's something that needs to be supported. And again, I've never looked into Tim Ballard's nonprofit organization. I didn't know until Saturday watching this movie at the end when they started showing actual footage of these raids and they showed Tim Ballard and you realize at the end, oh dear, this is a true story. I'm like, oh, I had no idea. I was still reeling from the fact that I was trying to figure out how this movie was somehow a criticism of Hollywood's elite. So I think that there's this false equivalency that's happening. And it's that QAnon believers are largely conservatives. Therefore, conservatives largely believe QAnon conspiracies. And I'm going to push back on that because I don't think that that's even close to being accurate. Just because the vast majority of QAnon believers are conservatives does not translate into the vast majority of conservatives believe QAnon conspiracies. And I would venture to say that the vast majority of conservatives I know and growing up in a conservative Christian environment, I know a lot of conservatives and even people I follow online who I don't know personally, but who, you know, are in the periphery of my life. Um, they're not people who are believing crazy right-wing conspiracy theories, or they're not following QAnon. Do I know some people who believe some of what's happening? Yeah, I'm, I won't deny that, but it's a very small portion of the conservatives that I would say that I run into on a regular basis. And I would also say just because Steve Bannon likes something, just because QAnon is anti-child sex trafficking, does not make a movie about child sex trafficking inherently bad. It does not make the movie problematic. And I'd go as far as to say, just because Jim Caviezel publicly speaks out about believing QAnon conspiracies, I still don't think that that makes this movie problematic. I think that those are Jim Caviezel's beliefs. And unless he's going out and like shooting random Hollywood elitists, because he believes they're drinking the blood of children, I'm not sure why it matters. And I'm thinking, first of all, they're, they're saying this story was like embellished and of course over-dramatized. And to that, I would respond and say, what movie isn't embellished and over-dramatized? Like every time there is a true story from Aaron Brockovich down to Sound of Freedom, there is going to be some cinematic embellishment because it's not gonna be fun to watch if the script is verbatim what actually happened in a situation. Come on, we've got to be creative and we've got to write and edit and we have to leave room for that in film. And I also have to ask, when you're watching a movie in general, even a movie that's about a social justice cause, are you delving into the beliefs of every single producer, director, and actor in order to add context to their films? Because I don't think that that's happening in the vast majority of cases. But for some reason, with this film, you you say, and these journalists are saying, if you listen to the podcast that I've linked to in the show notes, these journalists are saying, okay, it doesn't overtly talk about QAnon. In fact, the movie's not about QAnon at all. Has nothing to do with QAnon, has nothing to do with Hollywood or the Hollywood elite, literally nothing. But we really need to delve into the beliefs of all the actors and producers and everything else in order to give context to the film. Are you doing that when you watch The Avengers? Are you doing that when you watch an, any Netflix film? Are you doing that when you, when you watch anything? <laughs> like, well, I really wanna like this movie, and sex trafficking equals bad. 
and we should stop it. I want to believe that message, but before I can agree that sex trafficking is bad and that we need to stop it, what I need to do first is figure out what every actor in this movie believes about everything, their political beliefs, any conspiracy theory they might believe. And what is a conspiracy theory to one person is a firmly held belief to another. And we act as though only conservatives and only people on the right believe conspiracy theories. And that would be an inaccurate statement as well. So I just find it interesting that the thing that I'm usually complaining about conservative Christians doing and the church doing in making everything a partisan issue, I feel like a lot of journalists and, I mean, not even journalists, just people in general, but people who lean left are doing that with this movie, Sound of Freedom. It's not to say that there can't be a larger conversation. It's not to say that, okay, if if these organizations that rescue children from sex trafficking believe that some of these methods uh, used in the film or shown in the film are problematic, well, let's talk to them about why. And maybe I won't give to an organization that does X, Y, Z, or maybe you know my money would be better spent if I could donate it to an organization that operates in this way. I mean, there's room for a conversation and no one is saying not to have this conversation. But what's happening with this movie looks a lot to me like what happens when conservatives go nuts about something that they're upset about. And it's really disappointing because I said it earlier, gonna say it again, sexual abuse and sex trafficking are not partisan issues. Sex trafficking is a big problem. And okay, so maybe Tim Ballard, um, he's accused in this podcast that I keep mentioning, he's accused of maybe like exaggerating the numbers of sex trafficking victims around the world. And I would need to talk to an expert about that. And I know that in child sexual abuse, there are differences of opinion in what the actual statistics regarding child sexual abuse are. Some people believe it's more. Some people believe it's less. People who flipped through it and who talk to victims like 24-7 typically lean towards there are more victims of sexual abuse in childhood than you could ever imagine. And it's not like this is undocumented. There are countries all over the world where children are being sold for sex. It's happening in Thailand, it's happening in Haiti, it's happening in a lot of developing nations. It happens in the United States. Whether we like it or not, sex trafficking is a real thing. And I don't like, in fact, I hate that we're looking at it skeptically because someone involved in this film might believe conspiracy theories. Listen, I'm starting to think that liberals believing that this movie somehow has something to do with the alt-right movement is a conspiracy theory. I mean, this journalist I'm listening to in this podcast earlier today actually talked about this movie making almost as much money as Indiana Jones and beating out other movies in the theaters over Fourth of July weekend, and that it was happening because theaters were filled up with alt-right neo-Nazis and viewers believing that Hollywood elites are drinking the blood of children. That sounds like a conspiracy theory to me, that somehow sex trafficking must not be true because some people who believe QAnon conspiracy theories think that child sex trafficking is bad. And it bugs me because, again, we're taking the focus off where the focus needs to be. Not asking that you don't question QAnon conspiracies. I will question them all day, every day, if I think that there is no evidence to back something up and that people are just being crazy. 
I'll question things. I question them all the time. But I'm not going to say that we really need to be careful about believing what's in this movie. I mean, they're just making it sound like children are just being sex trafficked in this rampant way. Well, it is rampant in a lot of places. And if you ask people and talk to organizations who work with trafficked children, you will realize that the problem is massive. I think that with us in our comfortable lives, we have trouble wrapping our brains around the fact that families would sell their little kids for sex so that they can afford to buy things that they want, that kids can be kidnapped and sold for sex, that people can be shipped off to another country and work as slaves in the year 2023. It's crazy to think about, but based on the evidence that we have and based on so many organizations who are reporting on this, we know that it's true and we know that sex trafficking and human trafficking in general, especially the trafficking of children, is a big problem. So boo to people dumping on Sound of Freedom. I think it's a good story. And obviously, you know, I'm watching it and thinking some of this is a little dramatic. I get it. And if you want to call it mid because the script sucked, or if you want to call it mid because you didn't think the acting was really on par with, you know, what you're used to in a real Hollywood film, or if you want to complain about set design or the fact that one of the little kids playing one of Tim Ballard's children looked directly into the camera in the scene where they're eating dinner. If you want to complain about stuff like that, go right ahead. Like, I'm here for it, and that's fine. But I just don't think that we need to turn Sound of Freedom into the poster child for energizing QAnon because sex trafficking was not invented by QAnon. This problem has been around for a very long time. It's a pervasive problem, and there are people who are working really, really hard to fight it. So whether you like the way Tim Ballard operates or you don't, or whether you liked how the movie was filmed or you don't, or whether you like that Jim Caviezel believes conspiracy theories or you don't, that doesn't take away from the fact that Sound of Freedom is a true story. It's a true story. And it can open people's eyes to sex trafficking. Can you just be honest? You want to find reasons to hate Sound of Freedom because you don't like conservatives. I feel like we just need to be honest about it. I don't like that Jim Caviezel is a conservative. Therefore, I need to gripe about his movie. I don't like that Tim Ballard is probably voting for Donald Trump. So I don't want to like his movie. You can separate some of that sometimes. Can't you? I feel like maybe in this culture, people cannot do that. So can we stop, please, with making everything this partisan issue? And if Republicans like it, we're not allowed to like it if we're liberal. That is my biggest pet peeve in the world right now. And you know it, listening to my podcasts over the last few months, you know that it irritates me. And I'm usually complaining at right-wing people for doing this and for hating things just because they're liberal or for blaming all child sex abuse on liberals. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to say the same thing when it's happening on the other side. And I really think that that's happening with Sound of Freedom. Um, is it a little over-dramatized like the movie Hollywood didn't want you to see? I feel like I think that the production companies who passed on making this movie probably thought it wasn't going to make any money. I mean, that's the bottom line. If they thought that something was going to make a ton of money, I think that anyone on earth would have produced this movie. They didn't think it was going to make a lot, and they did a good job with crowdfunding, and they got the movie produced and paid for, 
And people are excited about it. And that happens with a lot of things that are crowdfunded because people feel like they have ownership of it and they're excited about it and they're more willing to share it with their friends and their family. It's good marketing. Like Sound of Freedom and and the way that, that they pulled this off is good marketing. So you can be mad about it because you don't agree with Jim Caviezel's beliefs politically, or you can just say, hey, that was actually a great marketing strategy. Good job, guys. You know, and maybe we can just take the message from Sound of Freedom, sex trafficking equals bad. Let's stop that, you know, and just take that at face value that I think that if the point of the movie had somehow been to blame all of these weird sex crimes on Hollywood's elite, then that would have been mentioned at some point in the movie. However, it was not because it was based on a true story that has nothing to do with Hollywood. The end. One other thing I wanted to mention because I forgot this. When I was talking about my coworker who was criticizing Sound of Freedom, even though he's never seen it and I don't think has any idea what it's about, He also sent me, after I left work, he texted me and told me that the person who funded the film was arrested for felony child kidnapping. And I thought, okay, this might be true. Maybe this happened. But knowing his bias about the movie, I thought to myself, I wonder if this guy, like, took his kids on a time when he wasn't supposed to have them and like his wife called the police and then he got arrested for felony kid. I, I don't know. So I wanted to check out what had actually happened and I looked it up online and I kept seeing like Sound of Freedom funder arrested for kidnapping. I'm thinking some super rich dude and like, oh my gosh, why would he fund this film and then actually be a pedophile himself, which honestly wouldn't surprise me and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but people hide behind this stuff a lot. And this is not something that surprises me. You see people in church talking about how Jesus loves everyone. And then you find out they're raping children on the sly. Like, you know, it happens. So I wouldn't be super surprised by that. So I'm looking at all of these headlines online. and I'm thinking, well, it must be true that this Sound of Freedom funder was charged with child kidnapping. And I look more deeply into the article and I didn't know this before reading the articles because, again, I hadn't seen the movie yet. And actually, it was one of the guys who gave to the movie like when they were crowdfunding, like he donated to the movie. So I don't know why as of right now, I haven't seen anything online about who this guy kidnapped or if it was for sexual purposes or what, because there's really not a lot of information online. But I just find it interesting that the headlines were written in such a way to make it seem like somebody who had paid for the film to be made, like who had helped produce this film, was a person who was child predator on the sly. And it was really misleading because, I I mean, I guess you can say it was a funder, but obviously these headlines were all clickbait and they're playing on the fact that there's controversy surrounding this film already. So it was completely inaccurate. And I wanted to tell the guy I work with, like, come on, dude. Like, first of all, I need to tell him next time I see him, Sound of Freedom has nothing to do with Hollywood. It's literally not about Hollywood. And second, The person who was arrested for felony child kidnapping could have given $5 to the movie to get it made. I mean, we don't know. And maybe he just thought it would be a cool action movie that he needed to see. We don't know. The point is that I, again, think that this is just everybody playing on that us versus them. And let's all pick a political side. And then we can't like anything that the other side likes. And so if QAnon conspiracy theorists think that child sexual abuse or child sex trafficking is bad, then apparently we need to 
not think it's bad or at least question their motives entirely. I mean, I did an episode several months back about a man in prison who was in prison for the rest of his life for murdering someone. He looks like this rough dude. And he thought so little of pedophiles that he killed two of them with a cane in his little cell that he shared with like a bunch of other cellmates in a minimum security prison. You see it a lot in prison, right? When when a pedophile, someone who would harm a child ends up in prison, they get assaulted or sexually assaulted or murdered because they messed with children. So the lowest of the low and the scummiest of the scummiest in our society tend to know that pedophiles suck and that you need to stop them. And so I don't think that it's such a far stretch to understand why even a neo-Nazi would think that child sex trafficking is bad. Does that mean that neo-Nazis are the height of morality and we should follow what they believe in other areas? No. But I just, it's again, it's that false equivalency. Oh, I think an alt-right group liked this movie. Therefore, this movie is for the alt-right. And this movie is for neo-Nazis who think that only white people should be alive. It's just... It's that is not accurate. It's not an accurate depiction. And I just wish that we could stop with the partisanship surrounding these things. Again, you want to talk about, okay, well, Jim Caviezel has some problematic beliefs, but I feel like it's almost this backlash about Sound of Freedom. It's almost playing into the hands of conspiracy theorists because they're already thinking Hollywood didn't want this movie to be made. And all you're doing is confirming their suspicions because every single thing about this movie needs to be picked apart and scrutinized. And this rando who could have given a dollar to the movie gets arrested. And suddenly that's a big controversy. The I make every decision and form every opinion that I have based on the political affiliation that I have thing drives me nuts. Can we just think independently? Can we? Can you just say, you know what? Don't agree with Jim Caviezel. QAnon's weird kind of freaks me out and creeps me out. But Tim Ballard, this story, what he did for kids, not a bad thing, kind of a good story, makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside that that girl got to be reunited with her family, which doesn't happen for so many other little girls and little boys. And why not raise awareness about child sex trafficking, which is a big problem in the world? Why not? Can we just do that? Can we not filter every single opinion that we have through the lens of this is my political party and this is how much I hate Donald Trump or this is how much I hate Joe Biden? Could we? I think the world would be like a 10,000 times better place if we would all start doing that. And in case you thought you were going to get away with me just complaining about kind of what the left is doing about this film right now. I do want to add this to the end. There was something that triggered me about Sound of Freedom. And I don't use the term triggered, just like throw it around loosely, but it happens sometimes. It happens when, you know, you've survived sexual abuse. It also happens when you're used to going up against people in the church who just don't want to address the problem. So there was something that triggered me about this film. And it was this, that so many people who will ignore childhood sexual abuse that's happening in the church and so many people who don't want to believe that some of their favorite religious leaders or just Christian friends or whatever have engaged in abusing children in the church. Um, those people were super excited 
to see Sound of Freedom. Now, there's a lot more action and like superhero-ness to this movie. I mean, you look at Tim Ballard and it's like, oh, he's a hero. He goes and beats the odds and he gets into this little village and he fights off the rebels and manages to make it out alive and saves this little girl. Yeah, there's a lot of drama and like fireworks and all that kind of stuff that we love in movies in general. And so I get why it's more of a draw for people. But I will say that that part, it stings when the church will get excited about a movie like Sound of Freedom, when the church will get excited about like fighting sex trafficking in other countries, which I think is because it makes us feel comforted in a sense to believe that this is all happening over there. Okay, in Thailand, there's a big problem with child sex trafficking. Okay, in South America, there's this big problem with child sex trafficking. Okay, in whatever country, fill in the blank, as long as it's not the USA, we feel comforted because it's not in our own backyards. And it can be like, oh, this is happening in other countries, but thank God there's something that we can do from afar to help. And it's that comforting form of social justice, if you will, that comforting form of helping fight sex crimes against kids. And when it gets harder is when it's a missionary that you've known your entire life and a girl comes forward and says, this man who is so celebrated in your church raped me as a seven-year-old little girl and is not the person you think he is, you know, that becomes harder. It's it's so much easier to celebrate the Tim Ballards of the world, isn't it? It's so much easier to be like this hero and the Department of Homeland Security goes to another country and he's fighting the bad guys because it's really comforting when the bad guys are like a continent away, right? And it's less comforting to think about the fact that the bad guys are often in our own churches. And, you know, I have this little like sinking feeling as I say this and I start and maybe I'm just being paranoid. It's not a conspiracy theory, I promise. But it's almost the sense that with all the controversy surrounding this movie and this whole idea that we have to pick sides based on our politics and sometimes that's necessary like when you're voting. And sometimes it's necessary when you're dealing with certain issues. And I'm not here to say that it's not. But it's this deciding what to believe about every single thing based on which political party you're affiliated with that drives me nuts. And it almost concerns me like, okay, well, if we're comparing Sound of Freedom and a true story about a man who you know decided to fight child sex trafficking in South America, if we're comparing that to QAnon, well, what are we going to start comparing child sex abuse in the church to? And I think that we might be safe there. And it's sad to say this, but I, I feel like we're safe because nobody's criticizing the, the people who are producing Spotlight. No one's calling that a conspiracy theory. People are believing victims just based on the things that they say. It's not like they have DNA evidence to prove that priests were molesting them. You know, it, but it's okay. And I, I guess... We can believe that it's happening in the church if we're liberal because we criticize the church anyway. And so we can complain and talk about child sex abuse within the church because that's them committing that. And then in the church, you have people that are like, we can totally get on board with fighting sex trafficking because that happens out there and over there. And the people in our church aren't sex trafficking children. You get what I'm saying? It just all gets jumbled up and it gets kind of crazy, but it actually concerned me for a second, like, oh my gosh, well, I'm talking about the fact that like 
pretty much 25% of people are sexually abused as children, you know, somewhere between 20 and 25%, that it's this huge pervasive problem. Well, am I a QAnon conspiracy theorist? Am I? If I believe that, yeah, there are probably quite a few people in Hollywood that do sexually abuse children. Listen, power and money. Power and money gets you a lot of things. And I'm not a QAnon conspiracy theorist, but I'm going to say this. Jeffrey Epstein. You know, it's not so far-fetched to think that some people who have a lot of money are abusing children. That's not far-fetched, and we actually see it happening. And in child sex trafficking, our country is one of the largest consumers of child sex abuse material. And people from the West, not just the United States, but wealthier nations, are traveling to third world countries, are traveling to, to developing nations, and they're buying children for sex. Uh, Jared from Subway, anyone? He had tons of money and he was committing horrific sexual crimes against little children, both in the United States and across the globe. It's not so far-fetched. So again, I'd love for us to just be able to have honest, real conversations about these things rather than just pick a side and say, I'm not going to delve any further into this. And if you talk about it, you're a QAnon conspiracy theorist. You know, if you think that some people who are rich sexually abuse children, then obviously you think that the elite are drinking the blood of children. And it's it doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't have to be partisan. Not every single issue. Christians, you are allowed to believe and speak out against sexual abuse of children within the church, even though you love the church. And even though you don't want it to be true, and I will say the same thing to people who lean left, who don't want to say anything good about the sound of freedom because Jim Caviezel is considered problematic or because some conservatives like the movie. So if conservatives think that child sex trafficking is bad, do we suddenly have to think that it's not bad or we can say that it's bad, but then decide that it's not really as big of a problem as people are saying it is? Come on, we can do better than this. And we can take off our this is my political party lens just to have honest conversations about stuff. Sound of Freedom, I would say if you want to learn a little bit more about this story and Tim Ballard and it like it's an interesting movie. And I think that what makes it the most interesting and this is the fact that it's based on a true story and it's based on a real person. And it does explain a little bit more about sex trafficking and, and how it's a problem in the world. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And guess what? I watched the movie. I actually liked the movie. And I am not signing up for like QAnon club with Steve Bannon today. I'm not doing it. And I don't think that the vast majority of the people who have watched this movie are doing that either. So can we all calm down, please? I would love that. I would love it if we could just all calm down and stop being dill weeds who have to make everything a partisan issue. Thanks. Can we do that? I would love that. Okay. I'd love to hear your thoughts. As always, you can leave your thoughts on our Facebook page. Um, just search Survivor Sanctuary Podcast on Facebook. We'll let you into the group after you answer a question. You can give your thoughts there. You can send me your thoughts directly via the contact page at SurvivorSanctuary.com. And if you are on Patreon and you're a patron of the podcast, well, you can drop me a line there. Patreon.com forward slash Survivor Sanctuary. I'll catch you on the next episode. 
Thanks for listening to Survivor Sanctuary with me, Kelly Downing. If you found value in today's podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. Not only will it put a big smile on my face, more importantly, your reviews will help make it easier for other survivors and survivor advocates to find this podcast. Also, make sure you subscribe to Survivor Sanctuary wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. You can also join the conversation in our Survivor Sanctuary Facebook group. And for exclusive content, be sure to visit SurvivorSanctuary.com. Join me next time for another episode of Survivor Sanctuary. See you then.